so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Well, hello and welcome to Healthy View Radio, where women of all ages are tuning in to learn about whole body, whole life health. I am Michelle Fenickhaus, and I'm here with Andrea Beeman. Hey! Yeah, baby! (laughs) But our co-host, Lisa Lutan's not here with us today, unfortunately. She had a funeral to attend. But I think it's going to be okay, because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get enough ribbing from Andrea as we talk about this stage (laughs) of life that I am barely, okay, I'm not really at all entering yet, (laughs) perimenopause. You're like a teenager still, right? How old are you? Yeah, approximately. I'm 38. I'm 38. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Now, I'm thinking not everyone is familiar with that term, because usually we just refer to the whole, you know, the change as menopause. So for those of you who maybe don't know what we're saying when we say perimenopause, Let's back up. Menopause is defined as uh, the cessation of a menstrual period for one whole year. So typically you'd be like late 40s or 50s. If you've gone a full 12 months without a period, congratulations, you made it (laughs) over to menopause. But as most all women know, there is this transitional time, approximately two years, five years, eight years, maybe 10 years before menopause is reached. And that's when everyone notices those uncomfortable symptoms. So this transitional time is what's called perimenopause. So Andrea, you got any perimenopausal stories for us? Well, but I'm not actually there yet. <laughs> well, um, I'm 50 and I'm still getting a regular period. Sorry to our sound guy who's probably passing out on the floor right now. Any mention of a woman's, you know, bleeding. God forbid. <laughs> yes. So I still get my period every month. Uh, I don't have hot flashes. I'm 50 years old. I'm in my seventh seven-year cycle, according to Chinese medicine. So this is the year, like um, from now until about 56, I'm going to start to see some changes. And it's interesting, um, uh, Red Fox, remember, oh, you don't know Red Fox. Do you? Okay, Red Red Fox. He was was a comedian, a really raunchy comedian in the 70s. And he said um, that he didn't trust women. And they said, how come you don't trust women? He goes, I don't trust anything that can bleed for seven days and live. I have heard that quote, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So women are powerful creatures. I mean, you know, like just um, we're having literally an operation in our body every time that we have a period, right? And menopause means the the stopping, the pausing of the menstrual cycle. So it's a it's a huge transitional time for women because when that happens, there is the loss of the fertility meaning you're no longer a fertile goddess. Now you've moved into sage territory. Oh, I like the idea of sage. That's a yes. nice word for it. Sometimes you hear the word crone and that has a slightly more negative connotation. Yeah. It, you know, if they would make a crown, that might've worked better. But crone, I agree. Have you ever read Women Who Run With the Wolves? No, I have not. But now I want to. Go on. Oh, it's a good one. It's by... um. I forgot her name, Claire Estes Pink. I read it like 20 years ago. And it, it talks about the stages of women, right? The young fertile goddess, and then you move into another stage. And then, of course, you become the crone or the sage. And, um, and in the modern world, we look at older women as 
oh gosh, you know, they're past their prime. They're all wrinkled like little prunes. What are we going to do with these girls? And, and that's not what was the, in the past. There was this grace, you know, now they're, they've moved into the elder realm and they are the wise sages and you come to them for advice and, uh, and they have it for you. Well, you know, I have um, heard that there are quite different experiences of menopause and perimenopause in different cultures, because in a culture where aging is revered and women don't fear getting older, I, I don't know, placebo effect or not, but they're not complaining as, as uh, with as many symptoms. They're not presenting with all these terrible flashes and this, that, and the other thing. But in our society, it's very common. And I don't know any woman who you're probably the first person who's ever told me like, hey, I'm not getting any hot flashes. <laughs> then again, you're not really there yet because you're still a teenager too. I'm still, that's right. I'm still a teenager. <laughs> yeah, we'll check in in a couple of years. But <laughs> yeah, well, I remember when I, was, um, when I was first studying macrobiotics like 20 years ago, they said that there's no name for menopause in Japanese medicine because it doesn't exist. There's no, like your period stops, but it doesn't stop. And, and you're like in this terrible state of hot flashes and can't sleep. And, you know, you just naturally go through the change. So, you know, according to Chinese medicine, TCM, your liver is responsible for getting rid of all the hormones, the ones that you don't use. And one of the problems with the Americans is that our livers are a mess. They're toxic overload. So how can our liver go through this transition you know, easily, if it's overwhelmed, if it's congested, you can't. And that's where the hot flashes come from. Yeah. So, well, hold on. I want to talk a little bit about this, like medicalization where, you know, we have a term for it. You know, oftentimes it can be like pregnancy. You know, we can treat doctors and the medical communi community can treat it as, you know, there's something wrong with you that we have to medicate. Um, and, and that maybe just doesn't exist in other cultures. So one, one thing that comes to mind is this idea of, you know, your, your hormones are going down. There's a natural decline in your uh, progesterone, your estrogen, even your testosterone. And so you'll hear the words that you're estrogen deficient when you're uh, in menopause. And, and, and that's crazy. That's like yes. saying that a, a baby can't walk because it's disabled. It's like, no, oh, baby's not supposed to be able to walk. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So what, how do you draw the line between... Uh, estrogen deficiency and just a normal decline in estrogen. Okay. So you are brilliant, my friend, uh, bringing it back to the baby, right? Okay. The baby is, he can't walk. So what, does it have a deficiency in walking? No. So there are these phases in a woman's life and a human's life when they are fertile and they are able to, the women are able to carry a baby and build a baby in their body. And then that time, as the body ages, that time naturally decreases. We become less fertile, less fertile, because you don't actually want to have a baby at 70 or 80 or 90, right? So the human body is designed to, for the hormones to actually change at a specific time so that you're not carrying a baby at 70 or 80 or 90, or you don't have the capacity to do that. So in the 1980s and the 70s, this is when hormone replacement therapy came up into the world. And they were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're estrogen deficient. Well, let's, you know, hormone, let's bring some hormones back into the body. But what happened? Do you know what happened? Higher rates of cancer across the board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People okay. are going to argue about that. Yeah, well, they changed, you know, they changed the hormones, the HRTs. They made them lower and they changed. The, but still, the human body is saying, hey. Um, we're going to take these hormones, we're going to bring them down, we're going to move into this phase of the life, and we go 
oh, oh, no, we're losing our, our fertility. We're losing our voluptuousness. We're losing, right? Let's put the hormones back in. And the body goes, wait a minute. I'm not supposed to have this amount of hormone at this time. What the heck is going on? So you're going to create problems, big problems. I, I told you, I guess it was last week about the gal I saw out in California. Oh, she's, yeah. been, she's been on hormone replacement therapy. And the, the doctor just told her, listen, um, you're at that age where, uh, you know, you're going to have higher rates of cancer because of the hormone replacement therapy. So we're going to take, we're going to give you a hysterectomy. Perfect. And I, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> is, that, is that what's going on in the world right now? That's bizarre to me. That's bizarre. That's really bizarre. But I know that women go on HRT because of their symptoms and the symptoms can be quite severe and really interfere with the quality of their life. So are you categorically against hormone replacement therapy or do you think that there's a role for it? Well, I mean, if you're going to get on it, you get on it just to ease the symptoms, but you have to get to the root cause of what is congesting the liver, what is upsetting the adrenals, what's going on that the hormones are so completely out of whack and they're not being discharged properly from the system, right? Like what's going on? You have to get to the root cause. Otherwise you just, you know what, let's take the uterus out. You know what? Off come the breasts. Hey, how about this? Come on, what are they, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? Well, you know, it's a really great system because you treat one symptom with some cure and then you cause another problem and then you make more money by treating the next one and on and on it goes and there's a whole line of pharmaceuticals that go with it. And exactly hey, right. this is business. Where's your business yeah. savvy, Andrea? Well, you know, I'm in a different kind of business. I'm in the business of prevention and having people feel happy and healthy with all of their body parts, all their pieces. <laughs> potentially. You know, I have had clients say to me, and not just around hormones, but around other things, you know, I just don't get your business model because you help people feel better <laughs> and then they don't need you anymore. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, funny. Well, I'll be really happy to be put out of business when everybody is living their best life and feeling good and not relying on medications. I'm more than happy to go get a job, uh, you know, the, the, the gap. <laughs> <laughs> you get, listen, if you work there, you get money off the clothes, right? Or something like that. Yeah. You yeah, get an yeah. employee discount. I'll go for a new career. <laughs> be my guest. Make it happen. <laughs> That's so funny. When I first started working, you know, 20 something years ago, one of my first clients was a doctor and she couldn't get pregnant. So we changed her diet and her lifestyle and boom, in four months, she, you know, after five miscarriages, she gets pregnant. Right. And, um, and she's like, well, you know, if you, you know, like, what is your business model? Again, what is your business model? I'm like, well, it's to help people get healthy so that, because I was teaching her about food and stuff like that. It's to help people get healthy and understand their food and what they're putting in their body and their diet and their lifestyle so they can have a good life. And she goes, well, you're going to put yourself out of business if you do that. And, you know, this is coming from someone that tried for five years to get pregnant, finally got pregnant, you know, happiest time of her life, right? Oh my God, I got pregnant in my 40s. And um, and immediately thinking about, well, you can't make money in the long term doing what you're doing. If everybody gets healthy, that's not a good business model. And I said to her, I said, listen, there's enough sick people in the world to keep me <laughs> employed until I'm like 150 years old or more. I said, I'm not worried about that. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Maybe one day we'll get to a place where there's this industry dies out. But like I said, I'll, I'd be very happy to see it happen. Oh, man. So you're seeing, um, you know, obviously your clients are worried about you as mine are for me and our business <laughs> longevity. But what else are you seeing with your clients around hormone changes in the perimenopausal years? Well, you know, I see them with the hot flashes, um, can't sleep at night, inability to sleep. And a lot of that comes from deficiency. 
when their body's in a state of deficiency, if your body is wiped out and exhausted and not getting what it needs, it won't have the energy to go into a deep sleep. Um, and also with the blood sugar imbalances, if your blood sugar is imbalanced, boom, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night, you're going to be covered in sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like, they call it menopause, but I call it imbalance, <laughs> right? So I help them get back into balance. What are you eating? How are your stress levels? Um, are you meditating, taking a daily walk, exercise? What's going on? So I, I try to cover it from that angle because I don't actually have to get rid of the disease that they've been diagnosed with, whatever it is, just need to get their body back into balance. And then it starts to resolve itself. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, right? Or even 10 times out of 10. <laughs> 10 times out of 10. I mean, there, you know, there are a couple of things that I go to specifically for menopause. And one of them is motherwort herb. Mm. Yeah, because it clears liver heat, right? And one of the things that happen with menopause, what's coming up? Mm. Hot flashes, liver heat coming up. You know, they're like, oh God, I can't. What's going on here? (laughs) It's all liver heat coming up because the liver is congested. So it releases the heat. It has these little bursts of heat that come up. So motherwort helps to clear that heat, also helps them to set their boundaries on the emotional level. Yeah. Yeah, like... Yeah, this, this, you know, food and herbs are not just physical. They have an emotional and a spiritual component to them. You know, one of my earliest memories of my grandmother was when I was a little girl and I'd sleep over her house and I'd go climb into her bed early in the morning. I'm sure she loved that. She probably did love it. <laughs> she <you> did. <laughs> yeah. And she had a, a piece of kitchen twine tied from the ceiling fan, pull string, down to her bedpost so she could just in the middle of the night hit the string and the fan go on. I'm always like, how come Poppy doesn't have one? How come only you get the fan? I didn't appreciate it at all. She was always, I'm flashing, I'm flashing. And then my mother, same thing, (laughs) she started, but my mom's uh, a lot smarter. She's got educated about this stuff even before I started to educate myself about holistic health. And she knows. She's like, when I do too much, that's when I start flashing. When I do too much. And for everyone, that's going to be different, right? We have a different resiliency point, I guess you could say. But for her, it's, it's fairly low. And she knows like, nope, it's Sunday. I can't do that. I have to rest. <laughs> Very smart. And that's how she handles it. She's a sage. Sage. There you go, mom. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you do with your clients when they come to you? Because they come to you. Yeah, everyone is really worried about their sleep. Everyone's really worried about their irritable moods. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to tease it apart. Is this a hormone thing going on? Is it just that your husband's being a jerk, you know, and you're feeling irritable? You don't know which one it is. So um, I agree with you. You don't even really have to know the diagnosis or the the answer, so to speak. You just have to start looking at, well, what's a little bit out of balance here? What are you eating? How come there's so much coffee during the day? Or Mm. how come you're not going to bed until two o'clock in the morning? You can just look for those sort of outliers, you know, the atypical things that are happening in their food and their life and their emotional life and and start working on those things. And, you know, really quickly, women will tell me, gosh, this month I had no PMS symptoms. That's right. They've gotten really bad recently. Yep. Doesn't take that long. No, it doesn't take that long. One cycle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then that's great because when you're having the PMS symptoms, that's when the, uh, the Advil comes out. You know, again, we're just trying to take care of symptoms. And, you know, the NSAIDs, uh, the Advil, ibuprofen, uh, naproxen, whatever the other ones are, they're uh, 
killing your gut bacteria. You know, there's a whole negative cycle that's going on every time we try to just fix a symptom. So it's right. thrilling to see somebody's PMS go away. Yeah, I know. They get happy. They're like, oh, yeah, period came. It was like nothing. No sweat. <laughs> I know. I'm like, welcome to the other side, man. Welcome to the other go. side. <laughs> no big deal. I've never been a big, you know, I don't really get cramps or anything like that. People I know, everyone's like calling me the B word right now, but I don't have any issues with myself. Well, I used to. Yeah. I used to, when I used to get my period, I used to get horrible pain in my breasts. I mean, horrible. Like to the point that I couldn't walk up and down the stairs without holding them. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that shows, you know, estrogen dominance, right? You have sure. all this pain. And I take um, probably about a container of my doll in uh, what was it called my doll. I haven't taken it in 25 yeah. years. Yeah. Right. Within three days, the whole container would be gone. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it was listen, bad. For women of any age. So preteen or teenager with the my doll or perimenopause, menopausal, it doesn't matter. We here at Healthy View Radio, we advocate for using natural, non-toxic, and preferably organic skincare products. And yes, this all plays into the balance in your body. And this includes, you know, your, your, your lotions, your shampoos, also your makeup. My absolute favorite line of makeup is Vapor Organic Beauty, who is offering our listeners a prize package worth 85 bucks. It's going to one lucky winner, and you can enter right now at healthyviewradio.com slash giveaway. If you win, you're going to get one velvet gloss, one <laughs> illuminator stick, I'm showing everybody, and one air deodorant in lavender myrrh. So oh, how nice. Head on over to healthyviewradio.com slash giveaway while we're still accepting entries. And by the way, if you leave us an iTunes review, you will get five entries automatically in the drawing. What? And next week, we'll be announcing the winner. Five so, entries? Five entries. Holy cow, it's awesome. Get on that. <laughs> <laughs> right after the break, we're going to be back talking with Maria Claps about perimenopause. After receiving inadequate health care that did nothing to address her perimenopause problems, Maria enrolled at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in order to help herself. Smart lady. And after that, she pursued several hormone-centric trainings, including Dr. Sarah Gottfried's Practitioner Hormone Training Program, the Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Program, and she also trained with hormone scholar, Dr. Lindsay Berkson. Maria helps women all over the world with Dutch testing, gut health improvement, and lifestyle coaching. And we will be back talking with Maria in just a second. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutian, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. This is your place to be to get all the cutting-edge information you need to live a healthier and happier life. I'm Andrea Beeman, and I'm here today with my co-host, Michelle Fenning-Haas. Uh, Lisa Lutan, our third musketeer, will be back with us again next week. Uh, we know that you miss her. We miss her, too. And Lisa is 54 or 55. I'm not sure. How old is Lisa? I want to say 54, but she looks like she's 28. She does. She does. And she may have already gone through menopause or is in the process. But I know for sure that Michelle hasn't started menopause yet because she's still a young, fertile myrtle. She could probably (laughs) pop out another 10 kids. No, Uh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But today, to help us understand how to balance our hormone health a little bit better, we have Maria Claps. She's a certified health coach, a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, and a natural hormone expert. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you, Andrea. And I know that's a mouthful, so (laughs) thank you for getting that out correctly. And and I will just say for for context that um, I am postmenopausal by almost three years now. Mm. So I feel like I can speak to perimenopause into the menopausal transition. You made it through. You're still alive. That's awesome. Yeah, it's not that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd like to um, get our viewers and our listeners to know you on a a more human level. Mm -hmm. So we we like to ask a couple of questions. So the first is, what did you have for breakfast today? Oh, okay. I wish I could say I didn't have a smoothie. I have that about two days a week. (laughs) Um, I did have a smoothie. And um, it was a real simple one with lots of flax in it. I added extra flax. But I usually have eggs and vegetables and avocado and nuts because I like to eat a lot of fat and protein in the morning. Oh, nice. Do you do the flax for the phytoestrogens? I do. And just just for the fiber. Good. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. So the second question is, what is the number one thing that you do every day that has the greatest impact on your life? Uh, it's spending time with people that I love and and that would have to be my husband. Um, 
Actually, July 2nd, we'll be married 30 years. And wow. I actually, yeah, I actually went away this weekend with a friend and it was so bad. I actually missed him oh. by the second day. I know. So it's just um, because, you know, I'm a virtual entrepreneur. I do see people locally, but because I have clients all over the world, because I'm always on my computer, I think what I miss the most is just that in-person, you know, humanness, real life contact. So, Yeah. Well, that's nice. You've been married 30 years. That's awesome. Thank you. Uh, and then the final question uh, is, what is your guilty pleasure? Ah, my guilty pleasure. Um, corn chips, chocolate. Um, let me see. What else? Um, I don't know if I would call a co- I mean, really not a big drinker anymore. An occasional fruity, not too sweet cocktail, but still, um, you know, alcohol. But I would definitely say organic corn chips and chocolate. Hmm. Uh, that could be a new market, you know, chocolate coated corn chips. <laughs> Not sure. It would be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, let's talk about hormone health and what was the reason that you decided to learn more about hormone health? I went to a supposedly really good doctor um, in New York City, in Midtown, I won't say his name, although some people might be able to guess who it is, multi-published, um, very, very big center. I, I was literally, I think, the day after Christmas. That's how desperate I was. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sleeping. I was gaining weight. Um, but the weight wasn't such a big issue for me because I was always on the thin side, but the sleeping was a big issue. Um, and so the day after Christmas, I'm in New York City. So you have to imagine how busy of a time that was and he was open um they here was the little bit of a red flag now i'm thinking he's a holistic doctor integrative whatever you want to call it because i had read his books and watched a few youtube videos i walk in and one of the first things they ask me is do you want a flu shot (laughs) what what i I was like what (laughs) all right so for me that was a red flag i had always grown up in a yeah (laughs) Good one, Michelle. Uh Yes, exactly. Um, I had always grown up um, as with parents that kind of valued the land and real food and, you know, not a a little bit crunchy, not totally holistic, um, but we didn't have soda. We didn't have like sugary cereals. We had them for parties. My parents weren't fanatics, but we did not have those growing up on a regular basis. So I thought to myself, I thought to myself that I was not like the corner doctor GP was not going to help me. I was like, I'm going to go into New York city and I am going to get good care. And then when I got there, it was about $3,000 worth of testing. Um, It was um, hormones. It was Boniva. Hello. No, I'm going to keep my jaw intact. Wait, this was Um, a holistic person. I swear. Hmm. Wow. Where? Yes. Um, and it was a flu shot and okay, let's do 50,000. I use a vitamin D for a while because your vitamin D was low. Let's throw in a few supplements and there was no counseling. There was no, here's what's you're going, here's what you're going through experiencing. Here's what you might want to consider. Here are your options. Here's this way. Here's that way. It's just Boom, 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 boom. Like this overwhelming amount of things. Even if all of these things were natural and good, it was just just given to me all at once. And it was extremely overwhelming. Um, and, you know, I will say he got me out of a hole. 
but he did not really help me in the long term. And that's really what prompted me to say, okay, there's got to be something better than this. And that's really when I started my own hormone health journey. So what did that look like for you starting your own hormone health journey? I mean, what, what type of research did you do? What did you incorporate into your, your life? Yeah. So, I mean, it, for me, it was, okay, deciding. I had researched long and hard about going back and becoming a physician assistant. Like I knew, so here I was. Now, mind you, I was, I was turning 42, which by the way, I will just say now working um, almost eight years with clients, um, 42 is sort of a magic number. I think it's when hormones really start to shift, obviously owing to the fact that all um, everyone is different, but I just see it so much at 42. It's amazing. But so I just went, I went back to school. I went to, you know, nutrition school and then really sought out some scholars because for mentoring, because nutrition school is great. Um, I didn't just, I didn't go the PA route. It was just, it was just too labor intensive for me. Um, and then I really mentored with some scholars that's awesome. And I love that you have made the connection that 42 is a magical number. So in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, there's women go on seven-year cycles. So 42 is the sixth, seventh-year cycle where their body goes through another change, and then 49, another change, and then 56, another change. So uh, it is it is a magical number. I see. I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting that you brought yeah. that up. Well, you did know it. You just didn't know it, right? Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. We have a question over on Facebook, and I know we're going to get into more of the, the specifics, but I just thought this was a great question um, from Michelle. She said, can you talk about increase in belly fat as well as irritability? Do you want to hold on that? Or do you want to hit that now? I can hit it now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so irritability, I think, has to do with, um, well, well, two things. I'll speak to it from the hormonal perspective. So progesterone typically is dropping at this age stage. And so progesterone is our very calming, soothing hormone. It's the hormone produced, you know, when we're pregnant. So it kind of sends, you know, gives that sense of calm and nesting, right? But when at some point, well, here's how the hormones drop. It's DHEA, then progesterone, then estrogen, then testosterone. But the, the hormone, depending on a woman's genetic sensitivity, that is felt as irritable, anxious is a drop in progesterone. And once that progesterone drops at 40, 42, 44, 46, it's hard to say, but it's, it's usually in the 40s. It's never coming back. Never. It's normal. It's supposed to drop. Um, and depending on your genetic sensitivity and just your life circumstances, some women do get anxious and irritable. And then also there's the, and and I will be honest with you, I tend to be a little bit more clinical and I like to look at hormones and science and I don't, Andrea, I love your focus on Chinese medicine and I'm like fascinated that I learned about the seven year cycle today. I don't focus on that too much. But having said that, I also think that we are at a point sometimes like I have met so many women in their forties and fifties who want to go on to create and do, and like kind of give birth to something besides a baby. Um, And I feel like if they're not fulfilling that part of their life, that that might make them a little bit irritable. They probably don't know that or may not even know that that's a a reason why. So, so I think there's a physiological and then I think there's the like psychic or spiritual side of it. 
Yeah, that's correct. You know, like um, when when the hormones do drop, we're still these creative creatures, right? Mm -hmm. And then what do you do with that? So like, I'm just reading a book now um, about a fellow who says, I'm going to, I decided to live to 120 and he's Chinese, a Chinese guy. And, uh, and he says that one of the reasons why we die at 80 and 90 is because we're told to retire at 65 instead of told to, okay, what's your next thing that you're doing while you're here because our lifespan is supposed to be 120, <laughs> right? So the same thing, the woman, the fertility goes away, right? But they're still these creative creatures. So we're, what's the next phase now that they're right. the wise sages? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit more about the hormones and the adrenals and the impact on the hormones? Okay, sure. So we we create estrogen and progesterone in our ovaries primarily, and we create some of these hormones in our adrenal glands prior to menopause. But we really fall back on the adrenals in a big way once we are not making or are just making very little. Science is a little bit divided on that. I'll have one OB integrative who says, ovaries make nothing, <laughs> nothing after menopause. And then I have you know one naturopath or another MD say, there's a tiny bit, but suffice it to say that our ovaries pretty much do, yeah, shut down. I've seen tons of hormone tests, both blood and urine on women who are postmenopausal and there's almost nothing there. So the adrenals do make some of our, uh, our hormones. Now, the adrenals, I don't think they fatigue, like everyone thinks adrenal fatigue. I think what happens is that the communication between the brain and the adrenals gets a little bit, you know, messed up. So we do, there is adrenal dysfunction. And I, if there is that adrenal dysfunction and fatigue and not fulfilling your life purpose and only taking care of kids and, you know, only working to uh, kind of prop up your boss and, and, you know, not, uh, you know, running your kids around everywhere. I mean, I see this so much. It's, I call it child worship. That, that's all people do is like they worship their children. Look, I have four kids. I love them to pieces, but I don't do everything for them. And they've been like, you know, doing their own laundry since they're like 12 years old. Um, and, and then you have just the, the food, you know, the food supply, which is, I don't want to be a fanatic and say, poison, but it's really bad for the <laughs> yeah. most part. Um, and, and, you know, we're not hydrating and, and most of we're just not resting. Mm. You know, we're not like, to me, nature is the cure. A lot of times nature is the cure. So you've got like a woman who, who at 40, 45, 50, she's either perimenopausal and, or she's flat out menopausal, not menstruating anymore. And, you know, she's not eating well, she's not taking care of herself She's not getting inappropriate movement. I didn't say exercise. Well, I think exercise is great. I like to term it appropriate movement where you're getting in something that is right for you for your stage of life. You know, sometimes, you know, a lot of my women clients will tell me I walk every day. Mm. Well, if you're insulin resistant and you've got extra pounds and, you know, your adrenals look pretty good, you might have to do a little something more than walking. But if you are depleted and your doctor wants to put you on hydrocortisone, you cannot be doing spinning. You cannot be doing CrossFit. You are going to be walking. But I just think it's, we get to this point in our life where maybe our vitality does drop a little bit or our metabolism does drop a little bit. And then our lifestyle, it, it's like it finally catches up with us. 
Sorry, that was long-winded. <laughs> no, no, that's good because that spoke to what Michelle, Michelle talked about earlier. She said that her mom, um, she knows that when she does too much, uh, then she'll get hot flashes. Or when, right? That was what you said? Yeah, I'm do doing too much. too much. I'm doing too much. Yeah, so rest is a big factor here, you know, like an adequate rest. So can you give me a quickie of your top three tips to help women balance their hormones? Well, so I think you need to know what they are. And that is for adrenals. You need to know um, where your hormones are. Um, I actually like maca, not the maca that you can buy. It's an overall adaptogenic hormone. Um, Sorry, not hormone. It is a, it's an herb from Peru. Um, You have to get the right maca for, for you. So that, and then um, self-care. And I know that's a huge topic, but you asked me to be quick. So (laughs) (laughs) okay so maca and self-care and then just knowing where your levels are at so how would people find their levels is that what the dutch test is all about yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that is do we have time to talk about that well actually um uh i want the listeners to go and find you and find more about the dutch test so where would they learn about that so they can go to, I put together um, a quick one sheet that talks about the pros and cons of blood, urine, 24-hour urine, and saliva testing. Hmm. And they can find that, at, at, it's very wordy, sorry, it's nourishandflourishhealth.com slash test. So we'll put that in the show notes, right? Yeah. Awesome. Thank okay. you. Okay. All right. And then uh, where can our learners, our viewers come in and see more about you? Is that at that place or is there another website or something like that? Just nourishandflourishhealth.com. Okay, nourishandflourishhealth.com. Thank you for sharing your sage wisdom with us a few years after menopause. And, uh, and I hope everybody goes and takes that test to find out where they're at and meets you on the other side. <laughs> uh, coming up after the break, we've got another very special guest for you, guys and gals, Bev Roberts. She's a certified well-being transformation specialist. She holds a master's degree in behavioral tra- change and strategy. She's also the author of Hope in a Dark Tunnel, which is coming out very soon. She works with business women to transform their well-being by rewiring healthy habits and creating lasting change. And I met Bev a few years ago. She's got a great podcast. Podcast called Living Fabulously with Bev. So if you want to start living more fabulously, you don't want to miss this. So we'll be right back after the break. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Have you figured out what to attract in your life in order to make it successful? There are those who can and those who can learn. Your intensified energy gives you willpower to move the bar forward and be happy. Happy people spread their energy throughout their lives, and once they figure it out, go on to be successful at nearly everything they set their mind to. Join host Ellen Morano and her panel of guest experts and co-hosts on Generate Massive Energy for a Fulfilling Life, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio, the most hormonally balanced show on the airwaves. I'm Andrea Beeman, and today we've been talking about hormone health and how it can drive you cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But it's time for you guys to meet our next guest. She's going to help you get sane. And uh, her name is Bev Roberts. She's an advocate for those with an invisible illness. She's a champion for those who need a voice in the world. Chronic illness had robbed Bev of a successful career as a board-certified executive and accredited master change leadership consultant. But she reinvented herself and retrained her brain. Bev teaches her approach to health and change, drawing on neuroplasticity and holistically integrating four facets of well-being, physical, mental, emotion, emotional, and soulful. Bev is insightful, open-hearted, and pragmatic, but you're going to hear that from her as soon as she opens up her mouth. She shares her message with vulnerability, her message empowering people to walk their path to well-being with hope, resilience, and courage is also beautifully illustrated in her soon-to-be-published book, Hope in a Dark Tunnel. Welcome to the show, Bev. Oh, wonderful to be with you, ladies. Thank you. Today, our show is about hormones and perimenopause and postmenopause. Did you struggle with that at all in your journey? Definitely. I actually was young. I was in my early 40s when I went into full-blown menopause. I didn't even know about perimenopause (laughs) at the time. So yeah, I was very young. So it was before I was 44, I'd completed the menopause. Was that before your chronic mysterious illness or after? Before. And I wonder if there was part and parcel, the body was trying to preserve resources. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So what were some of the chronic and like the symptoms that you were experiencing that drove you like out of your job and out of and into this new phase of your life? The first, I think the first symptom, which I didn't really recognize it as a symptom, was that I got blurred vision. Hmm. So, you know, I would look, I would get halos around lights, things like that. So it didn't appear to affect me physically. So I just thought, oh, you know, vintage eyes, need glasses, those type of things. And then there was this constellation of symptoms. So it could have been anything from 
you know, ice headaches. And, you know, people assume that when you have a headache, you take a pill, but I'm not one of those people. So I was using emotional freedom technique or tapping with my headaches and trying to uncover the root cause of those headaches. And I didn't get to that root cause for many years. And other things like um, just sheer exhaustion. And I, in my book, I describe it as I was just exhausted, but it was more than that. There were times where I'd spend the weekend in bed, mm-hmm. you know, work during the week and then get, you know, just stay in bed for the weekend just because I simply was so exhausted and just not feeling refreshed after sleeping. Um, also being, you know, looking at objects, common objects and forgetting their names. Mm. And then also looking at people and going like people I worked with every day and going, oh, like, I don't know who to, what to call you. Ooh. So wow. that's when, when together I started realizing something is not right. <laughs> wow. That must have had some embarrassing moments. Well, you know, for somebody with a master's degree where you've actually spent a lot of time creating uh, insight and using lateral problem solving, that was the next thing that I realized is I couldn't make decisions anymore. So Mm. I think very difficult, very difficult space because, and I should imagine that somebody who goes through Alzheimer's gets that same experience where you don't know what's going on, you don't want to talk about it and you you soldier on. Hmm. So how did you pull yourself out of this? What did you do to come back to the, the state of being in the world and being functioning and functional again? Well, I think I danced with the Western medical system for a long time, got some labels that weren't particularly helpful, <laughs> like chronic fatigue syndrome mm. uh, and a few others. And what I recognized is that I was dealing with chronic infection. And Mm -hmm. so I actually, this is when I realized that if I needed to heal myself, I needed to learn how to heal myself. And that's when I studied, you know, I did the program at Integrative Nutrition and had a buddy with me because I couldn't retain anything still at that time. And I remember, Andrew, that's when I made touch, first contact with you for my podcast because I thought what I need to do is find experts, talk about these things and apply them myself. And the process of being in school myself, learning, helped retrain my brain. And I guess the, the pivotal part was using herbs, allowing my body to heal by Resting, I think, rest. So I did a lot of research into sleep and the science of sleep so that sleep was my friend, you know, because before as an executive, it was an enemy. It took away time from my job. So it's sort of going back to basics, I really, back to basics, good food. I took all the toxins out of my home, my diet, in my friends as well. Mm. <laughs> you know, I really cleaned up my act. Wow. So what inspired you to write this book, Hope in a Dark Tunnel? Was it from your experience that you had? Partly, you know, my doctor at the time, I had, a, I went, eventually found a functional medicine doctor who supported me in some areas that I couldn't support myself in. Mm. And she kept saying to me, you do something quite differently to the rest of my patients. And I think the differently was because 
I was taking back my personal power. I was not relying on the doctors for their guidance and their, you know, being that, them determining my destiny and also exploring and researching things. That was my favorite pastime was to look at new research, understand the body and really get deep in it. But I think that what made me really want to write this book is I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody else goes through what I went through. So I was treated incredibly dismissively by doctors, by insurers, and I just don't want one other person to go through that. And so for me, it was trying to, you know, when you're really feeling unwell, you start to doubt yourself, you lose your self-confidence, you feel invisible, people don't understand you, and they give you platitudes. So for example, people will say to you things like, you know, when I started exercising, I was also tired, so you should keep pushing through. Or, gee, but you look well today. And it's really not helpful to somebody who's dealing with that kind of a level of chronic illness. And so what I wanted to do was to create the space for somebody to move forward, not be stuck where they are, but to move forward. And that's what my book is about, is moving forward. Now, you talk about on your website, you talk about the four facets of well-being, which includes the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the soulful. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. What I realized is that I had often spent time just in one area and, you know, so trying to get my, say, my nutrition right or get my sleep right or my movement right. And I hadn't paid attention to my emotional health or perhaps, you know, my mental health. So my self-talk, the way that I was managing my stress, the um, learning, you know, learning new things. And then the soulful stuff I had disregarded. So I had not been meditating. I had not been out in nature feeding my soul. Uh, All of those aspects of myself I had completely ignored. And what I started to realize on the journey is that we need to integrate those things and that creates the natural balance. So yes, you do need good nutrition. Yes, you do need good sleep. You do need to have, um, you know, movement. So a lot of health coaches, we all talk about those things. Those are our basics. And then I realized that there were these other three facets that if you keep poor company, you know, so they say that your, your happiness is determined by the five people you hang out with the most. So I thought there's got to be something in this, you know. And the more I researched and the more I understood it for myself, then I realized that actually by taking each of those aspects and balancing or integrating, I don't know if balance is the right word, but for me integrating them is the most positive thing you can do. I think that's wonderful. I remember when when I was growing up, my dad, I hung with a really bad crowd, right? And my my dad used to say to me, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. And uh, and I'd look around and be like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with them. And as I'm like, F this and F that, and just bad, bad human being. But it was correct. So when you said change your friends, right? Um, you really have to look at who you're surrounding yourself with. I think that's very smart, Bev. Yes, because, you know, it's not that I was surrounding myself with bad people, but often people see the glass half empty. Mm. 
And so for me, joining support groups was not, I tried, I did, I, I went to a thing, but people I felt, and this is no, it's not a judgment, but I felt people wanted to be there. There was a positive aspect to being unwell and I didn't want to be in that space. So I made sure that I was working and, you know, living alongside people who saw possibility and created new intentions for their health. I think that you have moved into the sage realm of your life. The wise sage. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Bev, where can our audience, our viewers and our listeners find out more about you? So uh, my website is livingfabulously.com and my book pre-launch is at hopeinadarktunnel.com. And people can pre-order your book right now. Right now. Right, this very second right now. Yes. And <laughs> I'm doing, because of pre-order, I'm, I'm actually doing really high-value bundles so people can choose, you know, where they, they fi- will find the most value. Oh, that's great. Well, I want to thank you for waking up so early in the morning to come and share your wisdom with our viewers and our listeners. And I want to thank you for coming out today, Bev. Oh, thank you so much for having me on this show. It's wonderful. You are the hope in the dark tunnel. That's what it is. <laughs> Thanks, Bev. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so Michelle, what are your uh, big takeaways from today's awesome show? Well, you know what? A couple times today we talked about rest, which is one of my favorite topics. And I also mentioned my mom and her menopause symptoms. I didn't tell you this. My mom spent 10 years in bed. Like Bev was saying that she spent the weekends in bed. She was so exhausted. My mom actually left her job on disability and spent 10 years in bed. So she missed all my games when I was cheerleading. She missed, you know, all the first years of college, all that stuff, uh, mostly just sleeping. And so she was burnt out. Like you talk about adrenal stuff. Yeah. Chronic fatigue, all of that. And, um, and one thing I have learned from her is to really rest now so that I don't have to spend 10 years in bed later. Yeah, that's really smart. I mean, we had a whole episode on sleep because it's imperative, right? We can't continue to, to function in the world if we're not getting the rest that we need. And as Maria talked about, that affects our hormones, right? It, it affects, our, uh, affects our ability to recharge. Uh, look what happened with Bev. She needed rest. So what's going on in the world with us today that we are just grinding and grinding and grinding and grinding where I think we're, I don't know what we're doing. Like we're creating, and I've said this before, we're creating a a society that only robots could function in, but not human beings because human beings need rest. We need relationships. We need uh, nourishment, but robots, you just plug them in, right? Like Mm -hmm. the computer. Well, you know, I think what's even harder than sleep for some people is rest and relaxation. You know, people understand sleep. They know they have to have it. And then it's either on or off. But what about all that nice sort of enjoying life in between? That's the hardest part. Yeah. Oh, this was a good show. Gave me good, good feelings about uh, going into the sage realm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have a, a lot of fun stuff for you guys. For those of you uh, that haven't hopped on and, and uh, entered your name into the giveaway yet, please go to healthyviewradio.com forward slash giveaway. We have a fantastic gift from Vapor Organic Beauty. You get your lavender myrrh, underarm deodorant, Diva Velvet Gloss, and a Moonlight Halo Illuminator. Is that correct? Did I get that? 
You got it right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and for those of you that uh, uh, leave us a review on iTunes, you look for Healthy View Radio on iTunes, you get five entries into the giveaway. And if you missed any part of this show and you want to check it out again, go to HealthyViewRadio.com or look at us on uh, iTunes or YouTube or Facebook. We're everywhere. We're everywhere that you want to be. So, uh, ha- join us again next week and uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.